Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Thursday evening to you. Let's make some money. Sports Machine Sean Levine and Julio Sanchez. Julio, my dude, as my producer on this show, let's be honest, you don't have that many responsibilities. It's hard work back here. What no, are you talking not. about? It's simple. You're not doing so much. So tough. But one of those things is to let me know, like, approximately, you know, I don't know, two minutes ahead of the show that it's two minutes till showtime, and you and I just start BSing back and forth, and Julio goes, oh, you got six seconds. Oh, thanks, dude. I gave you 40 seconds. Who do you think I am? I gave you 40 seconds. Usain Bolt over here? Goodness gracious. Well, we made it. White chocolate. That's Julio. I'm the sports machine. This is Cook Your Bookie. Let's make some money here on 610 Sports Radio and being heard all over the world, Julio, on the Odyssey app. Let's do a little bit of bet it or forget it. Give me some beats because there's a lot of, well, not necessarily great games, but here's the thing about betting. Here's the thing about the lines. They're all good games. They're all interesting. It doesn't matter if on paper it's a bunch of pro bowlers. It's a bunch of teams that are going to the Super Bowl. That matters not. What matters is, is there a line for the game? And, yes, there are lines for all the games. We got Denver plus one and a half tonight at Cleveland. I would have taken Cleveland even before this game started. In hindsight, looks like I probably would have been right. They're up 10 to zero right now and driving once again on the Broncos. The Broncos are one of those teams that if you just go by their first three games, then you're a fool because they played Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Giants. You'll need to take a look at that. They're not a good football team. They're probably going to win six or seven games this year at the most. And this is not one of them tonight. Hopefully you laid the one and a half with Cleveland. Obviously, without Baker Mayfield, it was a little dicey. Case Keenum in the game. Don't really know what you're going to get. But what you're going to get is a better performance than whatever the Broncos are going to throw out there. Cincinnati getting six and a half at Baltimore. That's not only a great game. That's a fun line because it's not quite a full touchdown and extra point. And it feels like to me, Cincinnati probably hangs around in that game. Baltimore has proven not just in beating the Chiefs, but in their last couple of weeks that they're as good, if not better than anybody in the AFC coming up in about 30 minutes. We'll go back to the futures. You like that little play on words? Well played. What we're going to do is look at the future bets of the NFL. So we'll take a look at the Super Bowl odds and the MVP odds and the division odds. And I think you're going to be surprised on both Baltimore Super Bowl odds, how long they still are. That's what she said. And Lamar's MVP odds. 
still not really one of the favorites, maybe as much as you would think. Cincinnati getting six and a half. I'm taking the points, but you're going to be nervous the whole time. Philly plus three at the Raiders. Yo, I thought the Raiders were going to fold like a house of cards, but they did not. Instead, car, not cards, did his thing. And the Raiders, maybe, actually not maybe, let's just be honest with ourselves, probably are better off without John Gruden. I'm not talking about if he's a bigot or racist or a homophobe or any of those things. I don't know enough of the situation to dive into that part of it. I'm talking about like the football, the decision side of it. He hasn't been that good in his second run. In fact, he sucked. So without him, it feels like they're almost a better football team. Philly gets three at the Raiders. Have you all seen enough from Philly and Jalen Hurts and that defense to think that they can hang with any good football team? The Raiders are a good football team. They're at least a 500 football team. They get three. Philly does. I'm laying the points with the Raiders. The Washington football team. Chiefs just played them. Got a rather convincing win. Washington gets eight at Green Bay. That's a hard team to figure out because in theory, their defense should be so much better than it is. But theory doesn't really get you anywhere in gambling. Well, it gets you broke. Green Bay is going to roll them. The Jets get seven at New England. Talk about a hard team to figure out, New England. Right now, New England's even money to make the playoffs. You want to talk about futures? I don't see it. I don't see a playoff team. I know they got Bill Belichick. I know that essentially they beat a really good Cowboys team because of Bill Belichick outcoaching Mike McCarthy. It feels like every single week I find I like somehow end up going down that wormhole of talking crap on Mike McCarthy. I just don't think he's a good football coach. I just really don't. I think that he his teams win in spite of him, and Green Bay eventually realized that, and look at what they've done since he left, and look at what Dallas was in his first season, albeit with the Dak injury. Even that game that we saw in overtime, and I won money on that game. In fact, I hit a couple of bets in that game. I had a prop on C.D. Lamb. Check this out. I had C.D. Lamb scoring Every now and again, I just like throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks, especially with those like long shot prop bets. I had CeeDee Lamb scoring a touchdown and having 125 yards. He already had a touchdown, I believe. So that was the second of the game. But the game, so it had to go into overtime. And then he went over 125 yards with that touchdown. In overtime, it was great. And then I also had Dallas winning that game by three and a half. Nobody cares about my bets. Let's keep talking about bets that you can make. Here are the big lines this week before we talk about the Chiefs at Tennessee. The Bears getting 12 and a half at Tampa. You, you're somebody that doesn't need anxiety medicine if you're willing to take the Bears against Tampa in any form or fashion, including taking the points. It feels like the only way you win that game is if Tampa's winning. I'm a mask going to be bad here. If Tampa's winning like 31 to 13, it's just a blowout. And then at the very end of the game, just at the very end, just absolute some crap, nothing meaningless happens that kills you, and somehow Tampa doesn't win that game by more than 12 and a half points. They're going to just destroy Chicago. So that's a big line. I got a bigger one for you. Detroit at the Rams. Julio, I know you don't have these lines in front of you, so knowing that it's bigger than 12 and a half, what do you think the Detroit versus Rams line is? How many points would you give those lines trying to get the first win in the season? At the Rams uh, on the road. At at the Rams, yeah. uh, I want to say 10, but probably closer to 13. 16 and a half. Ooh. 16 and a half. Detroit gets 16 and a half points. It's huge for the NFL. It, That's but, huge. But. That's what she said. Did it. I like that one. Real original. 
Not even the biggest line of the week. Check this out. Houston at Arizona right now is sitting on 18. Houston's getting. <laughs> so if you like big lines and you cannot lie, these are the ones for you. Again, Detroit getting 16 and a half at the Rams. Chicago getting 12 and a half at Tampa Bay. As far as the local game goes, our Chiefs giving up four and a half on the road at Tennessee. I got a fun stat for you. There's only two road dogs. What's up, road dog? Remember the road dog villains? Dudes were sick. There's only two road dogs this week. Chiefs on the road at Tennessee. And the Dolphins on the road at Atlanta. Nobody cares about that game. So let's talk about the Chiefs on the road at Tennessee. Julio, I used to have a pickup line. It wasn't a good one. But I would say, what's up, girl? You must be from Nashville because you're the only 10 I see. That's awful. That, that's that's not good at all. Did, did it ever work? No. Yeah. Yeah, no. sounds about right. One time I got like the bottom of a girl's wine thrown in my face for it because it was so corny. Oh, yeah. Sounds about right. Deserved. Yep. Um, the Chiefs giving up four and a half at Tennessee, so you don't have to lay a lot of points. How about this line? I should say number. The over-under, 57 and a half. 57 and a half. The biggest number of the entire NFL weekend. That's huge. Huge. Now, of course, the Chiefs defense has struggled. We know Tennessee can put up points as well as give them up. It feels like when they win games, they win games like they did this last time out where, you know, they'll put up when they beat Buffalo. They just kept scoring both teams. I don't think that's necessarily the Chiefs best game plan right now, which is crazy to say. Patrick Mahomes entire career is built on, well, we'll just outscore you. And the Chiefs defense isn't great. So now that I talk it out loud, maybe it is the best plan for the Chiefs. Just go out there and try to go toe-to-toe. But this team could put up 30 also. So if you're going to play the unders, that's ballsy. 57 and a half is the number. Coming up next, speaking of Tennessee beating Buffalo, how high do they go in the power rankings? Did the Chiefs crack the top 10? We'll talk about it next. Julio Sanchez, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. It's Cook Your Bookie right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Not a ton going on in the NFL game right now. Not a great game. Both teams 3-3. Three and three. Cleveland was supposed to be good this year. Baker Mayfield hurt. Still ugly jerseys. Underachieving as expected, I'd say. Underachieving as expected. Yeah. Yeah, the Browns. Yeah, they came in to the season with, I think, pretty high expectations, oh. and they've not lived up to them whatsoever. That's fair. Still early. Six of 17 games in the book, so we'll see. Give it time. Okay. That's impatient Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey.com app. It's Cook Your Bookie. We're talking football. We're talking betting. Let's do some power ratings, Julio, because the Chiefs have been on the inside out for quite a while now. Did they make their way back into the top 10? That music means it's time to tell you. Well, it's not going to take long. Yes, they did. At number 10, the Kansas City Chiefs. We all know the Chiefs are one of the 10 best teams in the NFL, no matter how you slice it. It's just they weren't playing like one of the top 10 teams 
best teams in the NFL. And look, we'll obviously talk about the Chiefs-Tennessee game and the line and the props and all that as the show rolls along. I don't love the matchup. Like, Tennessee is red hot right now, and it feels like what Tennessee does well, the Chiefs don't, which is basically stop anybody that can score, especially anybody that can run the football. They got this guy named Derrick Henry. I know I've said this before, playoff game a couple of years ago, and Derrick Henry had like seven yards in the second half. I don't think that's going to happen again. But the Chiefs, back to the task at hand, are one of the 10 best teams in the NFL. Right now, no better than number 10. At number nine, the Los Angeles Chargers. I think I had them all the way up to like number five last week. I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. I shouldn't say fan. I just think he's really good. I'm no fan of any player that's outside the Chiefs, especially in the division. Fooey, I shouldn't have said that. You should wash my mouth out with soap. However, I do think the dude is legit. But, bro, they got smoke like a bong at a high school party. I mean, boom, bang, bang, all over the place. Got some serious, serious defensive issues. Dude, don't they? They lost 34 to 6, and they were losing the entire game, basically. So I only have the Chargers barely better than the Chiefs right now came back down to earth number eight the green bay packers at five and one i just i'm gonna be honest with you i don't like aaron Rodgers as a person <laughs> he seems kind of like a d-bag right a d-bag also i don't i don't mind if you're a d-bag but people don't talk about you like you're this awesome guy this great guy like he ho- did a great job hosting jeopardy his commercials aren't funny he doesn't just co- he comes across as an arrogant prick to me would be the best way to describe 100%. it. So when everybody tells me how great he is and how great of a guy he is, I'm like, what? Where? I don't, I don't see it. But he's a good ball player. He's a great, he's a great football player. Anyway, that's not why I had them at number eight. Maybe it is. Number seven, Buffalo. Tough loss to Tennessee. Speaking of Tennessee, I've got them at six. So Buffalo at seven, Tennessee at six. You remember who I had? All the way at number two, number two, just a couple of weeks ago, last week, the Buffalo Bills. Now they're down to number seven. Still obviously going to be one of the teams the Chiefs have to contend with in the AFC. And then at number six, Tennessee, like I said, after beating Buffalo, and really the way they did it was impressive to me because Tennessee in the past has been kind of a slowed down. Derrick Henry will run the football. They were throwing it like in the second half. Oh, boy, A.J. Brown, dude went off. He's a stud. Top five, Baltimore at five and one. As I mentioned, put the housing on the Chargers. Already beat the Chiefs. You want to talk about racking up a nice early season resume and beating a bunch of good football teams. Baltimore has done that. Now, albeit sometimes it's not convincing, but what I've learned so far in the NFL is don't really worry about the final score. That's a college basketball, a college football. Leave that to the rankings, right? Leave that to the old BCS. What? Oregon won 103 to 6? Well, in, in, in the NFL, that's just worth one win. I've come to realize. It's taken me a while. So even though Baltimore, sometimes it looks ugly, they win. And they win a lot. I mentioned this the last three years. It would seem like, because we're in this bubble here, that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs would have the best, at least the most wins, the best winning percentage. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson at number four. How about them Cowboys? Now, look, they probably shouldn't have won that game versus New England. But let me tell you something. 
that tells me how talented that team is, that they can beat a team like New England, coached by Bill Belichick, so an average football team with the greatest coach of all time, even though their coach absolutely sucks, and Mike McCarthy, it feels like they'll just keep winning in spite of that guy. Who beat him in week one, Julio? Bring up the schedule if you can't remember real quick. Google it for me because I remember it was a game that, like, it was last second. They could have won the game, probably should have won the game, and it felt like Mike McCarthy cost them, and they've won everything since then. I stalled long enough. We are looking at, uh, yeah, the Bucks for loss. Yeah. 29-31. Yeah, the Bucks are coming out the Super Bowl championship and all that, and it was a last-second field goal. Yeah, by the Bucks, They screwed me. I had Dallas on the money line. Keep riding Dallas on the money line. Five and one. Speaking of five and one, speaking of the Bucks, way to contribute, Julio. I got the Bucks at number three. I gotcha. I thought there was a good chance this year that the Bucks would not be the team that a lot of people talk them up to be. What I mean by that is, remember last year when they were like seven and seven and or seven and whatever the hell it was, they were average, and then they went on that crazy streak, and they haven't lost except for one game since then. So we're talking about they've now won fourteen of fifteen games. Like, kind of tough to question that they're one of the three best football teams in the NFL. However, one of those losses did come to my number two team, the Los Angeles Rams. Who knew that all you had to do was get rid of Jared Goff, bring in Matthew Stafford, and all of a sudden you'd go back to a team that you look at a couple of years ago. Now, albeit they're a little bit different than that team that we saw in the Super Bowl a few years ago, it felt like that team could kind of score at will and defensively had a bunch of high-priced veteran defensive players. This team just feels more complete, really on both sides of the ball. And then I got to say the best team in football is still the Arizona Cardinals, the only undefeated team in football. Beat Cleveland, who I thought was probably going to win that game. Of course, Baker Mayfield got hurt during it, so that changed the course of that one. But we all know here in the Chiefs kingdom that if your quarterback goes down, even when you're playing those good teams, you still have to have a guy that can come in and not cost you the football game. That's part of the league. That's part of what it is. Most of the time, not some of the time, most of the time, teams have to go without their starting quarterback for a couple of games during a 16, now 17 game NFL season. Cleveland couldn't do it. Got smoked. Arizona, in my opinion right now, the best team in the NFL. Don't worry. If you want to make some real money, I'll get you some Levine's locks at the end of the show. That's when we talk about the bets that I feel the best about. Coming up next, we're going to go back to the future because the Super Bowl odds are interesting. What are the Chiefs updated odds? Are the Chiefs now the favorite to win the AFC West? Can Patrick Mahomes actually win the MVP? Before we get to all that, a quick rundown of my power rankings. I got the Chiefs at 10, the Chargers at 9, Green Bay at 8, Buffalo at 7, Tennessee at 6. My top five, Baltimore, Dallas, Tampa, the Rams, and the best team in the NFL right now, in my opinion, the last undefeated team, and a team that I've kind of been riding the last couple of years. I've always been a Kyler Murray guy. The Arizona Cardinals coming up next after a quick break. We'll go back to the future. Julio Sanchez and the sports machine, Sean Levine, right here. It's Cook Your Bookie. It's 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. 
beat sick. What's Gucci? Julio Sanchez. Make that DJ Julio Sanchez. Sports Machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until 9 o'clock here on a brisk Thursday night. Bro, I've done all of the Halloween-y fall stuff this year. So, we were talking about RenFest, did it. It was so much fun. Did you fun. enjoy it? Yeah, dude, it was so much right? fun. Right? I yeah. told you. It was so much fun. But I'm going to be honest, and she's probably listening right now. It was fun because my girlfriend didn't go. Because I actually like that theme stuff, but being with somebody that doesn't and just, like, complains. Because, and not just complains, because we all complain when we're at stuff that we don't want to do. Talks down about it. For example, she watches, what's it called, The Real Housewives? I always get The Desperate Housewives and The Real Housewives. Oh, God. The Real Housewives. One of those, huh? And well, Yeah. Yeah, one of those. And I'm like, and it's her biggest flaw, I would say. But I'm always telling her, I'm like, that's just stupid. I should just sit there with my mouth shut, but I can't, you know? But I don't I don't blame you. I couldn't either. That's how she feels about the Renfest. Like she Trash. She couldn't just like let me enjoy myself. So I went with my buddy and his kids that did, and it was a it was a great time. And then um we did the haunted houses. So I went to the edge of hell. The edge of hell is awesome also and i really appreciate the way they hooked me up and everything except for that slide dude the older that you get i swear and i know it's not true because it's like steel it feels like that thing gets so much longer like that thing was by the time i was done with the devil to vomit it's a decent length it felt like i had just rode a roller coaster and you really you realize you missed out an opportunity on an opportunity right with 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 the lady and the fact that she's making you dress up right for halloween Right. You could have had her dress up for Renfest. Oh, I asked her and she said, hell no. But but it's a give and take situation, right? <laughs> Can't you use that as leverage? Come on. You're cute, Julio. I know. Come on, dude. Yeah. It's a give, 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 take, yep. give, give. Every, I'm not trying to divide the sexes or anything, but know. I think that there's a lot of relationships out there that are that way, where it's not just give and take. It's a lot of, should I tell your girlfriend that you have your hand up right now? I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I mean, okay, she did would I agree say with it? me. I meant to thank it. She knows. Dodgers took the 4-2 lead in the third inning right now. Cleveland, the Browns, that is, up 10-0 to on the Broncos in a riveting football game. There's so a couple boring. of college football games going on. Also, Julio, let's go back to the future here on Cook Your Bookie. The Super Bowl odds, as you can imagine, are a-changing. Kind of like the leaves in Lawrence. I was out there yesterday. Oh, I love when the leaves change colors in Lawrence. What a love great it. town. Love fall. My two favorite cities in the world. I should say specifically my two favorite streets, the Strip in that in Las Vegas, Las Vegas Boulevard, and Mass Street, downtown Lawrence. Tonight, you would have loved it, dude. Speaking of themes in Lawrence, the zombie walk. You ever Ooh, seen that? No. Like, literally, I'm not exaggerating. At least, I don't want to give you too big of a number. I want to say it's like 500 people dress up like zombies and just like for 10 minutes or so walk down Mass Street. That's pretty it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Maybe it's more. Yo, anybody listening, text me, 913-576-7610, that's actually seen the zombie walk. How many zombies do you think there are? Is 500 ridiculous? I don't want to exaggerate. The Super Bowl odds are changing. The Chiefs were the favorites at the beginning of the year. They were hovering right around 4-1. to one. So was Tampa. Tampa hasn't moved. They're at 5-1. to one. They're still your favorites to win the Super Bowl. Believe it or not, the Chiefs probably haven't moved quite as much as you would think. Along with Buffalo, they're still the favorites in the AFC, both at 7-1 to one odds, so you can get better odds on the Chiefs. Here's the thing about the Chiefs. Like, if you wanted to bet on them early in the year and you were super confident, 
and you didn't do it, you're feeling great. Now jump in on it. That's what's great about live betting and in-season betting and futures and all those different things. It's kind of like in a game. If you were real strong, this happened to me last week. Syracuse was playing Wake Forest. Syracuse was like a six and a half point. Fa- I'm sorry, Wake was a six and a half point favorite. I thought Wake was going to just destroy him. Well, Syracuse comes out and takes the early lead. And I'm thinking, great. That's what I want. It's like a stock. Like I wanted that to happen. I wanted to take that hit. And then I only had to give up three and a half. And they ended up winning the game by, I think, four or something like that. So it worked out great. Anyway, back to the Super Bowl odds. The Rams are at eight to one. The NFC Championship game to me, I'm not going to say it's a foregone conclusion because there's a bunch of teams in theory that could get there, right? Cowboys could get there. Cardinals could get there. Green Bay could get there. But it feels like once they start playing each other in the playoffs is when the teams with experience and coaching win out, which just brings me back to both the Rams and Tampa Bay. To me, that, that's who I would take in the NFC Championship game, but it's still really, really early. Arizona's at 8-1. to one, Green Bay's at 9-1. to one, Baltimore's at 10 to win the Super Bowl. And if you want to take a long shot that certainly has a chance, take the Cowboys at 17-1. to one. As far as the division was, this time last week, the Chiefs were not, he said, not the favorite to win the AFC West, which would be crazy because, and the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. And the year before that. So you would think that this year they would do it again. Well, they're now the favorite to do it again. Even odds right now. Chargers plus 140 after the Chiefs won and the Chargers lost. MVP odds. Remember how I was telling you, Patrick Mahomes, get in where you fit in. Now's the time. His odds still long shot. Kyler Murray's the favorite, about three to one. Followed by Josh Allen at four to one, Dak at five to one, Tom Brady at six to one, Matthew Stafford creeps in at eight to one. Here's the thing about Stafford: it feels like the league would love to give it to him. Trading teams, right? Always kind of been crapped on. Good dude, wife had the health issues, veteran player, not a guy that was expected to get it. Like it feels like if they could give it to him, they would. Lamar Jackson at ten to one, Aaron Rodgers at twelve to one, and then. Before Patrick Mahomes, a running back, Derrick Henry. How about that? At 14 to 1. And then Justin Herbert at 14 to 1. Patrick Mahomes, odds to win the MVP this year, come in at right around 15 to 1. The way that I look at it is this if at the beginning of the year, the odds for Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP were about 3 to 1, why was that? Well, he was going to put up the stats. His team was going to win a lot. He was going to put him in position to perhaps be the number one overall seed. He was going to have a bunch of highlights. You know, the things that you do to win the MVP. The only thing that hasn't happened so far is necessarily the Chiefs record. Because if you look at his numbers, save the interceptions. And we could talk about that here actually right now. Because the future for Patrick Mahomes interceptions this year is at 19. And that is... Super high. Now, keep this in mind. He's already got eight in the bag. So is he going to throw 11 and the remaining, what are we talking, 11 games? When you break it down like that, one a game? Did you see the throw that he had in the last game? No, I get it. That's unpatcher Mahomes-like throughout his career, but that's not really unpatcher Mahomes-like this season. 
I think sometimes instead of breaking down what guys have been throughout the length of their tenure, it's, and it's not necessarily what have you done for me lately, like this week and last week, but you can break down season by season. And I don't know if it's Mahomes. I don't know if it's the vibe. I don't know if it's getting married, having a kid, having a different offensive line, having a terrible defense expectations, losing the Super Bowl. There's a lot of excuses or reasons, whatever you want to call it, however you want to quantify it, but it just doesn't look the same. We would all agree with that. I think I'd still play the unders though. I don't think he's going to throw an interception per game. Tyreek Hill, 15 touchdowns. He's got five through six games. So essentially, can he catch a touchdown a game the rest of the way? I'd probably play the unders on that one too. Because I think that Travis Kelsey's touchdown numbers would probably end up going up. And then there's always going to be that other guy. Speaking of that other guy, McCall Harbin, over under for receiving yards. Right now sitting on, is this right? 899. Can he get to 900 receiving yards? No way. No way. Okay, well, he's at two. Yeah, why is that so high? He's at 261. Maybe somebody knows something. I mean, so 261 times three is not that far from 899, right? It's like 260, 520. Yeah, but don't, don't you think, not that Josh Gordon's going to come like just in. just under 800 yards. Not that Josh Gordon's going to come in and, and snake all the balls from him, but, I mean, that does take away a little bit of volume from him, Yeah, right? that's that's an interesting point, and it's also going to be an interesting thing to watch the rest of the way because I, that's, that's they, one of the that's They brought him in to be a number two, basically, right? I would say. Who? Uh, Josh Gordon. If not a number three. Right. Well, see, you like to do what everybody does, which is just forget that the real number one on this team is Travis Kelsey. The number one is not Tyree Kill. Strictly, we're, we're talking strictly uh, wide receiver position. Okay, you want to play that game? Strictly wide receiver. Then yeah, I, I mean, eh, I don't, I don't know. Do you think he is? Uh, I, I'd probably put, peg him at a number th- as a number three. It's kind of hard to pencil uh, we'll in. We'll see. Or, right. It depends on how quickly he can get get this, you know, digest this offense. Yeah, and is he going to be here even the next 11 games in the playoff run? Like, Don't you don't you throw that out there. I, I, look, I hope I mean, he gets fair. his stuff in order, but it's just, it's you fair. know, look at his history. I think it's fair when there's guys like that or Antonio Brown that have had issues to say, is he going to be here just from the football aspect? Nothing against them personally. Personally, coming up next, it's time to make some money. I'm going to get you Levine's locks. We make some bread coming up next. Julio Sanchez on the sports machine, Sean Levine. It's Cook Your Bookie at 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. There's actually a lot going on right now in the world of sports. The game everybody's got their eyes and or ears on. SMU and Tulane. Oh, that's not the one. Well, that is happening. SMU's up 31 to 13 with 725 left in the third quarter. Probably a little more interested in the NFL game. Browns up 10 to 0 at halftime over the Broncos. Man, what a bad game. Backup quarterbacks, ugly jerseys, crappy weather. Yeah. Two, three, and three teams. Somebody's got to win. 10 to 0. Nothing happening. And then in the NLCS, the Dodgers are up 4-2 to two on the Braves. The Braves trying to close out the Dodgers with a win. The Braves will move on to the World Series. Who knew? Not me. Give me some music. Time to give you some Levine's locks right here 
on Cook Your Bookie. This is where you actually pay attention and write stuff down. Well, nobody writes stuff down anymore. But maybe that like part of your phone that has the, the notes app or whatever it is, use that. Your notepad. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back. What are you doing? It's not uh that's not what we're supposed to be playing. Oh. We're we're you know, just reliving glory days of like two hours ago. It's fine. I was gonna say I thought that sounded like dudes from players only. Uh, that would be what it does. Oh well, they're done. It's my turn, at least for the next like seven minutes. I mean, I guess so. Time for Levine's locks. I'll go acapella if I have to. I don't care. I'm like B Rabbit. Uh Detroit versus the Los Angeles Rams. I don't love laying points like 16 and a half or 17 or 18, whatever that one goes off at, but I do like playing the over-unders, and I think that game goes way over 50. I think Detroit actually puts up a few points, but I think that the Rams put up a lot more. 50 cent, you can find me in the club. It goes way over that. There you go, Julio. I got you. Better late than never, my dude. I know, I got you. Raiders giving up three at home to Philly. I have not been that impressed with Philly. I'm surprised that they've been able to win a couple of football games. To me, Jalen Hurts would be probably the best backup in the league, but it's not one of the better starters in the league. And the Raiders, I figured they would have lost because they had no momentum, no coach, nothing going for them last week. Well, they did it. Instead, they internalized and made it work well for them. Now they're back at home. They're taking on Philly. They got momentum. They got a coach that I can't tell you his name off the top of my head. What's that dude's name? He's not John Gruden. I know that much. Tampa Bay laying 12 and a half at home versus the Chicago Bears. Bears can't score. Tampa can. That could be a really one-sided game. That could be one of those games where you're comfortable the entire way taking Tampa. Like they're up 35 to zero at halftime type thing. And you're looking at the line going, what? I only laid 12 and a half. Here's one that won't be that way, but I do feel decent about it. Since he plus six and a half against Baltimore. So that's probably going to work its way up to seven before kickoff. If it does get all over it. And I think that there's a chance that Baltimore, I think there's a good chance. Baltimore ends up winning that football game, but I think there's a better chance that Cincinnati covers the line. I think that it goes back and forth. I think it's relatively low scoring by those team standards. Maybe something like a 24, 21 Baltimore walk-off win. Take the Cincinnati Cincinnati. Winner, winner, Parmesan chicken dinner. And then as far as the Chiefs go, they're laying four and a half on the road against Tennessee. Tennessee's a tough place to play. They're coming off a really good win against the Buffalo Bills. But obviously, we're still going to lay the points with the Chiefs. But more importantly, we're going to play the unders with the Chiefs at 57 and a half. And we can talk about that for the next couple of minutes before we get out of here because defensively, the Chiefs have been kind of a shadow of what we thought they were going to be. And I think the interesting part about that is individually, they've got name players on their defense, but there's a couple of problems. One, a couple of those guys haven't been on the field. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, which is a problem. It's like anything in life. You can talk about, well, I've got this. Well, I've got, do you actually have it though? Or is it on paper? Because they need those guys on the field. And then besides that, the last couple of years, there was a Fenton that stepped up. There was a Sneed that stepped up. There was a Ward that stepped up. There was a bunch of low-round draft picks in the secondary that outplayed basically what they were supposed to be. Well, it feels like perhaps this defense has come back down to earth a little bit. 
I'm not making up any excuses. This is where Steve Spagnuolo has to really scheme and figure out ways every single Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whenever they're playing these games, how to stop the opposition. Because in a game like this versus Tennessee, Tennessee can actually beat you a couple of different ways. If you look at their wide receivers, particularly A.J. Brown, he's one of those guys, the type of guy that gives the Chiefs problems. Don't have a ton of film, only been in the league a couple of years, bigger guy, possession receiver, yards after the catch. Dude had almost 100 yards after the second half alone. I should say in the second half. There's nothing that happens after the second half and the last game out. And then, of course, Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry's got this streak going where I believe it's five games in a row that he's over 100 yards. Has anybody seen something that I'm not seeing that makes you think that the Chiefs can keep Derrick Henry under 100 yards? Because that prop bet right now is at 105, which means that Vegas thinks that he's going to go over 100 yards. And if he does, the Chiefs really only have one option. Don't let that be the reason why you lose. Make Ryan Tannehill, make those wide receivers, make the Tennessee special teams be the reason why they're putting up a bunch of points. That's what I'm talking about with scheming. That's what I'm talking about with Spags. This is why he gets paid. This is why they switch defense coordinators. This is why we all knew what the problem was before. I don't want to bring up Bob Sutton's name, but I will real quick. It was, there was never any adjustments, and that's been the problem in the last couple of weeks. So if you want to play the unders in this game, that's what I'm going to do at 57 and a half. And I'm just going to assume that for whatever reason, maybe it's blind faith that the Chiefs defense is going to work things out. The guys are going to at least play up to their capabilities, not be out of their lanes. And Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry goes for 105 yards, the Chiefs can still very much win that football game. No question about it. If Derrick Henry goes for 205 yards, which, again, we could be coming on here next week, Julio, and talking about. And I'm not even exaggerating. He's gone over 200 like seven times in his career. This Chiefs defense, home game for Tennessee, momentum, their line versus a banged-up defensive line for the Chiefs. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. In fact, what I'm saying is play the unders. I don't know why, but that's what I said. Under it's not 57 crazy and a half. It's not. Cincinnati getting six and a half against Baltimore. I feel much better about that one. Tampa laying 12 and a half against the Bears. The Raiders get three and a half. I'm sorry, giving up three and a half at home against Philly. And Detroit and the Rams play the overs. That's Levine's locks. We went back to the future. Gave you the power ratings. Bet it or forget it. Coming up next week. Should be interesting where the Chiefs are in our updated power rankings. They're finally back in the top 10. You lose to Tennessee, you're out. That quick. You're done. No soup for you. Cook your bookie. Julio Sanchez and the sports machine. Sean Levine right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.